Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and yet again from the basement of Odd Camp and now I've got Alistair Monroe, is that correct? That's right, yeah. So Alistair, what do you want to talk to us today about? I wanted to talk to you about PLM software, which is uh, something I've recently got involved with, thrown in at the deep end, and it's just a fascinating sub uh, subject that people might not know much about. What's PLM? Uh, it's Product Lifecycle Management. Um, the idea at one time day was if you wanted to design something you would use a piece of CAD software if you wanted to keep records on something you would use a database if you wanted to keep financial records you might use a spreadsheet and the problem that gave people who were making products was that the guy who was designing on the CAD software his software wasn't compatible with the spreadsheets and the spreadsheets and the CAD software weren't compatible with the database so every time anyone needed to pass any data between those subjects there would be a long delay while it was translated from one piece of software to the next piece of software. PLM gets around that by saying you will use one piece of software for everything. You will start designing the whatever it is, in my case it happens to be aeroplanes, Airbus that I work for. If you want to design an aeroplane you will start using um, the piece of software I use is a thing called Katia. Uh, it's also known as Delmia. It's all done by uh, Dassault System. And you will start designing the aeroplane on Katia and Delmia. When you go into production, you will still use Katia and Delmia. You will still use the same pieces of software. When it goes into actual use, when the plane gets sold to uh, the airline, they will still use the same piece of PLM software to keep track of all the maintenance, to keep track of uh, all the technical aspects of the aeroplane. Even after the aeroplane lands for the last time and they have to break it into its component parts and recycle it all, they still use the PLM software to see what, was, what went into the making of the aeroplane in the first place. So the whole life cycle of the entire project is entirely encapsulated in one piece of software. So there's no delays in transferring information between one group of people and another group of people because they're all using exactly the same thing. But doesn't that kind of go against Unix philosophy of many tools, each doing a, a small job doing it properly? Um, all these tools are on Unix, um, but that philosophy hasn't been strong enough to overcome uh, the flaws of, they, they call it over the wall problems, where you have to pass information to somebody doing a different job. Um, so it's at the moment not something which the open source world is heavily involved with at all. It's very much a proprietary idea. Why I'm so interested in it is because of the efficiency gains that they've got from this. They've taken the cycle of getting uh, an airplane as a concept through to an actual flying airplane down from uh, 12 to 15 years down to 6 to 8 years. It's been a massive shrinkage uh, in the amount of time it takes to actually get a, you know, a product out into the actual world. Um, so if they're gaining that kind of efficiency, it, there's obviously something to it which is interesting. So there's a niche that the open source community should be coming rushing in to fill. As much as anything, it's a way of thinking, yeah. um, and there's got to be something there for you know companies like Airbus and, and all the other companies, such as the big car companies, uh, Ford, Vauxhall, and all those people are using it. 
Um, for them to invest that amount of money into it, there's got to be something there of value, which is why I'm interested in it. But kind of, you know, as a new to the topic, <laughs> about the length of this podcast, but it's new <laughs> to the topic, you know, thought comes into my mind, well, you know, in the life cycle, you're talking about long projects there, playing to be playing for 20 years. Um, yeah. And this, you know, think back now, software 1970s or something, and that's, you expect that to still be running when this plane is over? Um, I don't think it claims to completely solve that problem. Um, with fragmented groups of software, it just exacerbates the problem because you've got to solve the problem once for the database, then again solve it for the CADs, then you've got to solve it for the spreadsheets and, and so on and so forth. Um, we, if you bring it all into one, as PLM has done, then you only have to solve that problem one time over. But does that not bring you super vendor lock-in? Yes. You know, two years down the line, this company will go, okay, you bought in, you're now committed, we have no choice but to, uh, but to continue using the software. It would even behoove you to buy the company who is developing the software. That's definitely a, um, a big fear with this. Uh, I, I have no idea personally how uh, open source would solve that problem. Um, and that's one of the things you know, uh, that I'd like to talk about. If anyone has any ideas um, about how you would solve that problem, by all means get in touch with me at the email address, which will be at the bottom of the screen, I guess. <laughs> it will be in the show notes for this episode. Grand. Thank you very much, Alistair. It's been a very intriguing topic. And, Thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have, you know, I know we're uh, tend to veer on the open source and the hacker point of view, but you've just highlighted a topic that probably be of a lot of interest to a lot of our listeners. And if yeah. some of our listeners has any uh, more expertise on this, feel free to record a show and send it in to Hacker Public Radio. Fantastic. Thank you very much and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.